Hey, welcome to the intro to the intro of the life of where I tell you the importance of voting. It's important. Please vote. All right, let's get started. Welcome back. Welcome back to the life of what's up. What is happening, everybody? Welcome uh, to the life of. I hope everybody's having a good week. I hope everybody's still wearing their mask. I know I am. If you get within six feet of me, you will catch one of these boats. Listen, I'm your host, Kason Wilson, and welcome to the life of this is the podcast, the space where you all have a chance to be known. Listen, I don't care what your position is in life. I don't know what mistakes you made. I don't know what heights you've made it to, what great positions you've made it to in your life, but we all have a chance and deserve a chance to be known. We all have a story to tell, and it's time for you to tell yours. Uh, Welcome to part two of this amazing conversation with Dr. Shakina Dunbar-Rollins. I don't want to take any more time. Just comment, rate, and subscribe. I don't have to keep saying it. Just comment, rate, and subscribe, and uh, follow me on social media at the life of K-A-Y. Let's just jump back into this conversation. Let's do it, y'all. Yo, I, you know why I appreciate talking to you so much? Because you just be so what? honest. Like, I feel like you don't have a sense of, like, having to keep up an image. I, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I've always been very real. Like, that's just that's just me. And you wanted to talk about my life. So, I listen, I, I'm not going to get up here and present something that is not true. And I feel like that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Like not being honest. I'm a very I'm a very transparent person. I don't have anything to hide. I don't have anything to cover up. Like I'm not ashamed of where I came from. I'm not ashamed of the mistakes because all of that has cultivated who I am today. Um, so I don't have a problem sharing. Um, a lot of people try to cover up a whole lot of stuff, but that doesn't help people. People, people I think sometimes um gravitate to real. Um And so I just always try to keep it real, as they say, you know, and be honest. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. I I do have an image that I like to uphold, though. Yeah, I'm 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 not. All right. Well, we're going to be real. Let's let's be real. All right. Um, So if I get the timeline of your life correctly and correct me if I'm wrong, but but you are already an associate pastor when you meet your husband. So you are yes. you're dating while you're pastoring. At the, well, I was associate pastor. Yes, yeah, I was dating. So y'all hadn't started the church yet. I think no. y'all were married. You married like two when, years before you started the church. When I met him, so when I met Dawood, <laughs> so when I met Dawood, right? Um, it was literally I was. I was in a meeting for my Jairus place. My girls program was kicking off mm. and I was trying to find <clears throat> places to hold my girls program. Oh. And, and one of the people that were in my board meeting was like, I got a place. I want you to meet this guy named Dawoo who has, um, who runs the center, blah, 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 oh. whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Okay. So I was like, so I was like, dope, like, let's do it. So we were in the meeting and they called him and I talked to him on the phone. He always says that after we had that conversation, he started Googling me. I think I, I think my conversation, you know, attracted him <laughs> or something like that. Um, um, but when we met, when we met, it was never, a, even though I thought he was very, very, a very good looking chocolate man, praise the Lord. Um, um, my focus at that time was I need to get my girls program off the door. Out to you know sure. get it started. Sure. Like I had changed my focus even with dating and stuff like that. Like I got out of a bad relationship the year before, and things like that. And so I just, but my focus was like I was like tunnel vision. Yeah. Like okay, you look good, but I need to focus on what I need to focus on. And literally, we just started kind of kicking it, kicking it. But it, it was more of a planning for the girls program. It was never about us. Um, and Dawood was barely saved when, when, when we met. Um, I'm not gonna say he was barely saved. <laughs> he did go to church. Yeah. Um, but Dawood was literally throwing parties, doing all that type of stuff or whatever the case may be when we when we met. 
Um, he was like in this whole event thing that he had going on and throwing day parties with black local tie, bands yeah, and yeah. black tie events. Come like on he now, was doing. I'm already hip. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was doing all of that, and um and um as we started to like develop a friendship, like the attraction started to grow. Um, and he expresses interest and things like that. And I literally laid it down. Like, listen, I know that the Lord is calling. I knew, I knew that then the Lord was calling me to pastor. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that was the next step for my life. And I Mm -hmm. was like, this is where I'm going. And the way you live your life don't really connect with how I live my life. Yeah. So, um, so you have some decisions to make, you know, as far as how you going to live your life, if you want to be connected to mine and you see where you at, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, he, gonna ki- he gonna kill me when he get in like you always have I did not story. I did not coerce her into that answer <laughs> as you <laughs> no nah, that's my man yo he's one of the best dudes ever bro no he is but no honestly I um they, you know that was very different um he's such a unique person he has a heart of gold he's yeah. such a good guy yeah like and I had never experienced anything like that before. Um, he was just really respectful and just just different. He was really, really different. But I asked God for something different. Yeah. Um, um, and somebody that would really, really love me for me. And he just like kind of knocked me off my feet in a sense. Like we were literally we got engaged after 11 months. Word. Like. Yeah, we weren't in it very long. Like I guess he's I guess he said I ain't wasting no time here. Yeah. Um, but but literally we got engaged in eleven months and six months after that we were married and we've been almost married for eight years now. So um and this can be as quick as a yes or no uh answer. Cause my wife and I talk about this all the time. My wife is um how would we say it in 2020? She is a, a black woman in charge in the head at her job. I mean, HNIC. That's how we used to say back in the day, but I don't know if that's politically correct. Um, Is is that something that y'all ever had to talk about in terms of like, you are pastoring and then coming home and then how, like that whole dynamic, like is that even a topic of conversation? It was just like, ah, it just kind of worked out perfectly. Nah, it actually kind of worked out. We don't really talk about that. It actually kind of worked out perfectly. Like I still cook, I'm still cooking dinner, still washing clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like um, when we come home, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are one of the things I'm trying to, well, I can't do it really in the pandemic right now, but try to be more intentional with, um, with not bringing all of that home unless we have to discuss something yeah. or whatever the case may be. But literally like our lives just kind of match and it kind of fell into place. Um, um, our passions, um, that who loves KF just as much as I do. So it's like, it just, it was never, you know, I know, you know, some couples that have to have that, that conversation, but we've never really had that conversation. Like, um, cause I'm not at home. Like that would, you know, yeah. I ain't, trying to pass to his life or whatever yeah. he say. I mean, sometimes he says, I'm a little bit bossy sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he always, talk, he always talks about the honey-do list. You know, he always got something for me to do. Um, but, but I mean, that's part of being married, right? Like, Absolutely. But, but that's, we've never really had to have really, really that conversation. I think it just kind of all fit together. Dope. Very, and I'm, you know, it's very interesting. I never really thought about that. Probably tell you really just said it. Like we've never, we've never sat and had a conversation. Like when you get home, this is what it's gonna be like. You know what I'm saying? Like just worked out. And probably because y'all are best friends, so it just probably worked out perfectly. Yeah, that's my dog. That's yeah. my road dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, the, y'all the best man. All right, so that's my woman. Two more things. We're gonna get into some fun stuff. So okay. Um, being a woman pastor. Oh. I I have. Uh, let's start. Let's start the conversation this way. I think with everything that's going on in the world today, I think that there are a lot of people who have to consider the idea that they could be racist, even if they don't think they are. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who would consider themselves allies who have to consider the idea that they, they could just be apathetic and wish well for the movement, but they don't do anything to help. Mm -hmm. I heard 
a podcast or I don't, I wish I could pull who it was, but they raised the idea that sexism could be the same way. That being in a place of privilege as a man, I, I haven't really considered my privilege as a man. And I would at least have to try to probe whether I could be sexist and not know it, even if I could. Because a party just wants to dismiss it. Like, oh, I'm not sexist. No, I have friends yeah. that are women. But that's the same thing that people say mm-hmm. <laughs> about black people. So I've never had to consider what my male privilege is and certainly had never had to consider my male privilege in ministry. Mm-hmm. So explain all of that in two minutes. Of, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Being a woman pastor... I don't know what to say other than to listen. But what is the experience? Being a pastor is already unique enough. How much more unique does being a woman pastor change the dynamic? Oh, it changes a whole lot. Um, um, You know, first of all, I'm not only a woman pastor. I'm a woman pastor that planted a church. Hmm. So the dynamic is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, when, when I, when I started in KF, it was really different. Um, it was cool for a lot of people when I, um, was just an associate pastor. Mm. Um, but when I became pastor, a lot of my relationships with men in ministry changed. Um, um, there was not a lot of regard at all. Um, the support I had as the associate, I didn't have as pastor. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Wow. I've, I lost a lot of relationships when I started, started KF. Um, um, you're treated differently. Um, sometimes treated like you don't know, like you're just weak and don't have a clue, like you don't belong. There are a lot of people that feel as if we still don't have a place as a pastor and we should just go to go somewhere and sit down. But the truth of the matter is we're not. And there are more women pastors that are being birthed now probably than ever before. I don't know if it's intimidating for men um, because, you know, some of these, these women out here, we, you know, we carry the oil beyond these women, like seriously. Um, But but it it has been a different that you don't get included. I don't get included in a whole lot of stuff. It's not a lot of acceptance. You kind of just for me, the the people that I gravitate to in ministry are my other sisters in ministry. Um, because a lot some of the men don't, it's not a respect or regard. There are some that do, you know, and there are some that even say, you know, you're doing a good work or whatever. And there's some, even for KF, they even copy. They'll copy, but they'll never regard or or give kudos to where it came from or any of that. Um, um, there is a lot of sexism in ministry um, um, from, from women having to still preach on the floor. Like, you can't even be in a pulpit. What? Um, yeah, like, that stuff is real. Um, I thought it was like the sixties. No, no, that still goes on. That still goes on. I, I've had it. I haven't experienced that, um, but I've experienced, um, um, you know, being, you know, I, I would consider myself an attractive woman, um, but but experiencing some of the disrespect regarding my sex. You know, you know, you read in between the lines with that. I mean, I've been groped. I've been, I mean, I've experienced. Wait, what? Yeah, like I've experienced a whole lot of stuff. Like um, disrespect over the pulpit, uh, all of that. Um, um, it's, it's, I have had to tell my husband stuff when we got home or almost home. So that he wouldn't turn the church out. Oh yeah, he wouldn't. Like he you know play. what I'm saying. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Whoa. So like the respect level is told is 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 different. Um, is there's things that some people would never say to a man or or you know or react that way to a man and but they do to us 
um, they they do to us. Like even I had a a a, 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 girl, a girlfriend in ministry that wanted me to be on her um, installation, and she was like, "I'm just going to change it, you know, because I, you know, um, they're not really accepting women anyway like that." Um, with being on the program, like like that stuff is real. I had I had a I I just had a a, a situation where. A mem- somebody at my church decided to go to another church and get ordained, still being a member of my church. These men didn't regard me and call me or even say, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff you would normally do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, but I think because we are women, we just don't get the same respect. And so women, a lot of times are literally um, making their own lanes. Um you know, in this ministry thing. Um, so it's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, when it comes to, to being a, I saw some things when I was just an associate pastor, but when I became a pastor, it just, it just shifted totally. Is it, sometimes it's hard to have these conversations because it just feels like the church gets beat up enough, but but I can edit this out if I need to. Is it <laughs> is it systematic sexism? Uh it can be. Um it it, it it's it's just sexism all around. Like it's yeah. just I it's it's just every aspect of the word. Um now I would say it's much better than it used to be. You know what I mean? It it gets better. What got um, better? It, I, I think um, I think people are starting to be a little more um, accepting um, of women pastors and women preachers a little bit more because I think they realize like we're not going we're not going anywhere. God called us to. Yeah. Um, we're just as gifted and as anointed, maybe sometimes a little bit more than you. Like I'm sorry, I had to I threw that in here real quick. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but I, you know, even in the sense, um, last year, um, uh, my a few years ago, me and one of my best friend is a pastor, Dr. Kalita Ford. Shout out to her. Um, She's a beast. And yeah, she is a beast. She's a beast. Uh, but we literally um, um, did a segment in like 2012, 2013. It was like new arising voices for like the next generation type of thing at Hampton University Ministers Conference. Um, whatever. We were the first women that ever did it. Like, so they've been having this conference for years or whatever the case may be. Um, but they did something last year where they had all women preach. Mm-hmm. And normally it's mostly male dominated. You may have, like, they usually have about maybe eight preachers. So you'll have like six male preachers and you'll have two women. Um, they did it where they had all women. It was not as packed. The comments on the flyers was like, what is this, a woman's conference? You know, like, like, yeah, like Whoa. stuff like that. Like, like, um, um, and, and that's another thing for a lot of these male preachers, you can preach, you can preach the women's day and yeah. you can preach the woman's conference. They won't bring you for anything else unless they're unless they're um, progressive you know, in ministry and things like that. And they are accepting of women preachers. But a lot of these churches, like you just get the invitation for Women's Day, women's conferences. You're not preaching the normal Sunday service. You're not preaching anniversaries, you know, things like that. It's, it's So it's real. Um, you know, I call it the good old boys club at times, you know, mm. like, um, but that's that's kind of the, the reality at times. And um it's it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think for me, because I've been doing it, you know, five years now as far as pastoring, you just kind of get used to it and you just kind of be like, well, I'm still going to just do me and keep on pressing, you know? Yeah. Um. So. Man, I had no idea it was that, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that bad, but no, I didn't know, how, I didn't know it was that bad. No, it, it is. It, it is. It, but I will say, I think it, it has, it's people are trying to be more accepting. Um, I heard a preacher say that they believe that God is ending with women. Um, and 
I don't doubt it because there's so many women that are starting to pastor and, and rise that are raising up. If you even look at just society in general, you have more women that are taking uh, CEO positions and more head of things and things like that or whatever the case may be. I, um, you know, my one of my friends say it's the year of the woman. Like, I believe it. I'm with it. Because I, I, we didn't see each other at all. But we were both at uh, World Changer Summit I know. in Chicago. <laughs> I, and look, you know, have you ever sent somebody a message being excited and you reread it like, wow, that seems weird. I, Because I, you were on stage and I was like... And I wasn't doing nothing. I was actually, I actually was there to support Dr. Kalita. Yes. Like I was literally, I told her, I said, I'm going to cover you for this. And I covered my best friend for that. I was her adjutant. I put on my black and I served the mess out of her um, because that's the kind of relationship we have. But that was an important moment for her ministry. And so, and so I was there in a servant role. So you even acknowledging that I'm like, I'm just up here serving. Like, you know, facts. Listen, so she destroyed, destroyed the entire place. And that was the yeah. first time I had ever seen her live. Been a fan from afar. But man, she wrecked the entire house. And I think I appreciate, I, I'm learning from that in terms of how to use my privilege as a man, which I've never, I've never, uh, the same way I think a lot of people are hearing white privilege ingraining it into the idea of how they move throughout life. I've had to sort of think about male privilege for the first time. Yeah, I've never. It's not something I ever have to think about. Is I never have to think about someone inviting me to come to their church and being broke. Like it's crazy. Yeah, but I. She was just the next speaker, which I think is the next evolution. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it just sounds like mm -hmm. instead of just having a day where it's like, all right, women, this is your day. The same way, you yeah, don't, you don't want a comedy club to be like, all right, this is Black Night. No, it's like no, yeah, like just yeah, just out. Put me in the rotation with everybody else. So if you feel, if God's telling you I have the word, then just call me for that. And just be and I think she was the only woman on there too, if, if I recall. I think she was the only woman. On Saturday, I think so, yeah. 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 But man, listen, she she finished hooping. And by the time I sent you that Facebook message, you had landed back in D.C. already. I was like, how did you... <laughs> You you at Reagan National, like man, y'all had things. To, I'm not mad at it, but it was it was just so incredible. All right, so I want to get to this last thing before uh, we get into some fun things because I, I I've held you long enough. Um, man, so uh, in terms of pastoring, people don't understand how much you use you, you balance you know, being a pastor, you balance being a mom, you balance being a wife. But a lot of times, just you as a person, I don't think people realize like how much self-sacrifice it is in terms of just mm -hmm. like I'm giving, 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 which is great. Like you love being a mom, you love being a wife, you love being a pastor. But uh, you mentioned it earlier, but not too long ago, you lost someone that was really close to you. And I look on social media. And you post about it, and everyone shows love, as as you hope they do. And then three days later, you're like, all right, y'all, don't forget, Wednesday, we got a prayer call. And to me, it's like, wow. Like, May 5th, you were mm -hmm. grieving uh, one of the hardest losses in your life. And then three days later, it's like you're back to work in a way. Do, do pastors get the proper time to grieve? I mean, I think for grief, grieving for a lot is an ongoing process. It's not just a day, but yeah, man, it's it's I if I, as a comedian, I know I have to go on stage regardless of what I have going on in my life, and I have to make people laugh. And I, I I would I would imagine how tough that would be for you. Um. So. So, for me, th this year has been the hardest year probably of my life period, just with everything, um, you know, losing my grandfather was a big hit because, um, he was like a father. So for many of us, of our you know, grandchildren, he wasn't just a grandfather. Sure. He was the father figure for all of us. You know what I mean? Um, because a lot of our fathers were not there. Um, but for me, I lived in the home and he 
raised me like his own child. So, so me and my brothers were like child because he had, he had nine children. So we're like 10, 11 and 12, right. you know what I'm saying? Out the bunch because we were raised like that compared to, you know, some of the others or whatever. But um, when he passed, um, I, I set some things in place so that I could take a couple of weeks, but I did come back really quickly. I, if I could go back, I probably would have taken a little more time. Yeah. Um, the bad part about it is that people want their pastor. Um, you know, like they want to hear from their pastor. Like they don't care who you bring. Um, we want to hear from our pastor. So, so you be it online, you see even the influx of numbers. Like when you're online, you see this amount, but then when you're not there, you know, your people aren't showing. It's like, it's like when they know the pastor's on vacation for some <laughs> vacation, right? <laughs> like, like you know what I'm like, that stuff is like, you know, you try not to even tell them that you out, you, you know, all that stuff or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I did feel like I, I got to get back. You know, I got to get back. You know, I got to get back. You know, I got to, you know, got our church and things like that. But I literally, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. It was the grace of God that I probably was able to produce because it, and, and, you know, with everything that with grieving, I also was managing a state, um, all of his estate stuff as well. So doing all of that, yeah. um, and, and, you know, having to deal sometimes with family conflict and, you know, different things like that. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. It was the grace of God that I was able to produce. I didn't take, I purposely didn't take like any other preaching dates. Um, you know, I got invitations to preach. Honest. I didn't take that stuff because I could barely, you know, get to Sunday, um, you know, and things like that. And so I was trying to be, um, just intentional with making sure that I still pastor the church and that I didn't lose the church. Yeah. Um, because the pastor being out for a long time, it can, it can hurt. Um, um, if you don't have the proper, you know, things in place and we're still a new church. We're not, I mean, we're, we just are turning five. Um, so, um, so it, it, you know, it's a definite, um, it's, it's such a, like a catch 22 because you don't want to be out for so long. But at the same time, you do have to give yourself the time to grieve and to heal, you know, and things like that. But I, I'm grateful that the Lord, you know, allowed me to be able to produce sermons during that time. Because I'm trying to tell you, like, I'll be like this. I'm not going to do this, Lord. I'm going to have to call somebody in. And then the Lord will give me a word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, being very honest with God, like, I'm really struggling today. Because um, that wasn't just a grandfather that was like my father. So it was a, uh, it was a major adjustment. Um, it was a major adjustment. And then, and then, you know, some of that, if you probably see me post those three weeks that I was out was just to keep the people trying to keep sure. going to, sure. you know what I'm saying? Even if I wasn't there, you know, to make sure that they realize like pastor's still here, like, you know, through it all type of thing. So I, I think the important thing, and we, we, we have a segment called get to know, me. we'll get to that next. I promise. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I, I think the healthiest thing you can do is have a self-worth outside the church, because if you don't, then you, then a part of you just can't not be there. Like yeah, to yeah. recognize that you needed those weeks says that like, cause if you don't, if, if your if your entire identity of your life is the church, I can imagine it makes it even harder to take necessary time. Like, regardless of how necessary it is, it's hard to take it off. Yeah. 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 I, you know, but I, I kind of, I had an identity before I started KF. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it was my girls program or whether it was just me being me, I knew who I was before I went in it. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a, this year has been a major adjustment though. Um, you know, cause life as I've known it, even with my grandfather and things like that is no more. I don't have those calls during the week anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and those conversations or him fussing and cussing me out and, you know, all that type of stuff. Like you would, you would, you would, you would have loved him. You would have loved him. He was very comical and just real and raw. Okay. Yeah. Real and raw. Um, but, but, um, so it was an adjustment and getting to a, you know, a new norm. Um, and so it's, it, it takes, it takes time and the grieving really doesn't stop. And this, yeah. you know, um, I think actually I just probably had 
the most grieving moment probably last weekend when we were cleaning out the house and getting rid of stuff and doing all that stuff. Like, so it doesn't really, you know, uh, change too much, but, but I I will say that I have a great church that is, um, that was very understanding and supportive and loving during that time. You know, a lot of them was just like, pastor, I just wish I could hug you, but we in a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Like they were, they were very, very supportive from sending me meals to, all the cards and flowers and just everything. Shout out to KF. I passed a really, really great church. I really yes. Um, amazing people. I must Yeah, say. they are, they are funny people. Yes. Like gang gang. Yeah, like they are like that's my folks. Like I like <laughs> that's my that's my folks. I love KF. I love KF. KF KF has helped develop and change me a lot too. Yeah. It's it's grown me up spiritually in ways I can't even begin probably to describe next time we do this i would love to hear that but i've, okay. I've held you on to you for a ha- an hour and a half already so <laughs> I, all right so we do a segment called get to know me i just ask you some quick questions and oh, just answers you know just regular people you know what i'm saying you're just yeah. a regular person so let's let's start here uh worst thing you can ever say to somebody who's grieving the worst thing that you can say is mm, it's probably a few of them um, don't cry. It's gonna be all right. Mm. Like, why are you telling me don't? Like, I'm emotional right now. <laughs> like, let me like, because I believe that. And people, when people grieve, you should let them cry. Let them have their moment yeah. and things like that. When people be like, don't cry, don't cry. Like, how can you tell somebody not to cry in the midst of grieving? You know, yeah. I do know it's going to be all right. But in this moment right here, I need, I need to have my moment. I need to get this out. Yeah. So don't tell me don't cry. Yeah. Uh, no? What was your first job? My first job was at Sunrise Retirement Home when I was 14. <laughs> Wait, do um, what? I used to do the dinners like I would serve the elderly people dinner. That was my first job. I got fired from that job too. <laughs> Wait for what? <laughs> the the manager she didn't like me, and one day she called me out my name, and I was a little oh. bit different back then. Oh, my my grandmother came up there to the to the to the office that day because I was going. I was going. I praise Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah, because she was young. Because we were all young. She was like eighteen, nineteen. You know, managing us for those four to from four to six it was our workout was four to six and things like that. Yeah. Oh no. That was my first that was my first that was my first job. That okay. was my first job. Favorite ice cream. Favorite ice cream, mint chocolate chip, or I have no. two mint chocolate chip. No, no, not I have you. two. Oh, okay. I love mint chocolate chip and I love Hagen Dazs coffee ice cream. <sighs> you you eat you eat ice cream like you're responsible. That's that that was a risk. <laughs> Only <laughs> you eat those are very those are pasta ice cream flavors. No mint chocolate chip. Yeah, that, I've loved that since I was a kid. It's, I love mint chocolate chip since I was a kid. Okay, pancakes or waffles? Oh, waffles! Come on, air air fist pump. There we go. I, Belgian, Belgian. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, in in the book of Shakino, what is this chapter of your life called? Um, adjusting. Hmm. Uh, worst gift you ever got? Worst gift I ever got? Oh, um, some recycled canned goods. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Some canned goods? As a as a like a gift? Yeah. From a person? Yes. What was the occasion? What'd they get it to you for? They thought I needed it, I guess. Okay. Uh, okay. It was wrapped. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait. Oh wait. Wait just one minute. It was wrapped. They wrapped? Like in, mm-hmm. in is gift wrapped? Like like in a gift bag and wrapped and stuff. 
And you opened it and it was just two cans. It was two recycled was canned like, goods? <laughs> yes. Can you say who the person is? Or I, I know. No. You, okay. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> there's no way. All right. But I'm saying, do you still know the person? Or you? Yes. Do they know how bad? Was it a joke? They were serious? No. All right. They meant it from their heart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old were you? Maybe you were just young. How old were you? Uh, 40. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it during the quarantine? Ah, uh, we're not going into detail. It was during the quarantine. You'll give me trouble. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to leave that alone. Shout out to you. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> um, if you had a choice, would you relive your proposal or your wedding? My proposal was dope. Really? My wedding was bomb. Don't get me wrong. But my proposal was more memorable. Um, and I think because your wedding day goes so fast. Like, everything goes so fast. Like, like it's like boom, 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 boom. And you don't have the time to really, I feel like you don't get the chance to really enjoy every moment. Because there's so much going on and things like that. But can I can I just share my proposal real quick? Please. I just want to let's please just real quick. Please. My husband blazed my proposal, okay? I literally woke up. I woke up and my cousin came downstairs and she said, You have this note that has was on my on my um on my on my door. Cause they live at the street. My all my family live like in the same neighborhood. So she's like, you have this note. I'm like, what note? They was like, they was like, somebody's inviting you to come. I was like, I'm not going to this. Like, straight attitude early in the morning. I'm not going to this. I'm not doing this. Whatever, whatever. I gave her the thing back. My one of my other calls was cousins called was like, you're going to do this. You're going to get dressed, and you're going to do what the card says, right? So it was like this riddle. I hadn't even opened the card. I just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing anything today. I'm tired. Cause I was, I was actually writing my dissertation. I was finishing my uh, school at the time. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had the last finish doing the revisions for my dissertation. And, um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the card. I went to the first place. The first place was, um, the nail shop. And my, one of my girlfriends met me there and we got like our nails and our feet done, all this other stuff, whatever. But that place was significant because that was the place that um, when Dawu and I first started talking, I sent him and his daughter there when we first were friends. Right. Mm. Uh, and so and so I go to my car and there's the next note on my car. Yeah. So literally it's like a scavenger hunt type of thing. And like literally the whole I went to like four different places, but every single place was significant to Dawu and I during the time that we were dating. Like, so the place where I used to write my dissertation and he would jog over there to meet me, um, you know, like all that type of stuff. The bookstore, the very first place that we went, like oh, we met at the books. Like, the so he had, oh, but every single place that I went, my my closest friends were there to meet me there. Okay. So every one of my best friends or my close friends were in each of the locations to meet me there. Um, you know, we walked through stuff or we did stuff. I had to do like different scavengers, all this other stuff. But when I got to the last place, which was the bookstore, my girlfriend and her husband met me there. And um, the last riddle um, took me to this place that me and Dawu used to go to eat and, and just chill. They had like a pool hall, all this stuff. We would go there on my like, relaxation days when I needed a moment after doing my work. And when I walked up the steps, my entire family was there. Wow. And um, he was on one knee. But literally, the I literally started at maybe like 11 o'clock. By the time I got to my family, it was like 8 o'clock. So every, it was like all day he had planned wow. all day long where each location where my my girlfriends were. Um, it was so significant. And, and I would never forget that because it was so thoughtful. Wow. Um, and it was so, it was so like, he blazed that joint. Like uh, he it, did. He, yeah. he, he, I, he gets, that's a, that's a perfect score. And I, he, a perfect score. He gets a perfect, I would never forget our proposal. Our proposal was one that would go down in did, the books. Did you know at any point? Did you guess like, oh, what's so, so when I got to like the, the third location, I said, these are all places that Dawu and I go. 
I initially thought it was my girlfriends doing something because I was about to graduate. So uh, I thought they were planning something for my graduation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm meeting my girlfriends. They're just trying to pamper me, do something nice for my graduation. And then when I got to that last location, I said, I think this got to do with Dawu. You know what I'm saying? Like, this has to do with Dawu. Like, because these are all the places that we love and like. Yeah. And and I literally started getting butterflies and started getting really, really nervous. And when I got to the last place, because I had to go to the waiter and tell the waiter, live, love, laugh. Uh-huh. I never forget that. I had to tell him. And that was the cue when she went upstairs and told, told him that I was here and all that stuff. That was perfect. And I'll never forget that because when Dawu was on his knee, the person standing right behind him was my grandfather. Wow. So, so it was very significant. Very significant. Wow. Okay. He's uh, the man. He is. Shout out to Dawood. <laughs> the absolute man. Um, so, uh, last three. Uh, if you could relive one hour of your life, what would it be? Re- relive one hour? Yep, one hour. Oh, if I could relive one hour. If I could relive one hour, probably all the times that I had to sit in the NVA. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my hour back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't ever feel like that. Like, this is just, a, why do we hear this long? Facts. This is a waste of time. That was, yeah. Okay. Off the top of my head, that's what I would think of. Sweet potato pie or peach cobbler? Sweet potato pie. What? All right. I don't even like peach cobbler. What? I like apple pie. Apple cobbler. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I didn't get cool points for that one. No, no, no. I got my black card taken away for saying it. Peach cobbler was better than sweet potato pie. And uh, oh. I haven't gotten my black card back since. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what will people never understand about the first day of a church plant? What they would never understand? Like, you put the flyers out. It's time for the first official, like, Kingdom Fellowship Church. This is our first day. Obviously, you had like a bunch of leadership services and knew, all of that went great. But mm-hmm. people, like a, a church just starts and then five years later, it's like, oh, the church. But that first day had to, like, what is that first day like? Scary. So you mean the launch or the first day after the launch? Because the launch is different because the launch, we had like 300 people at the launch. Like it was a million people at the launch. That next service is like, is anybody going to show up? Mm. Like, are they going to come? What is this going to be like? What is church going to be like from this point? It's, it was a very scary, nerve-wracking, I want to quit, like, situation. I don't really want to do this. Like, I'm scared to death. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> like, I was scared to death. Like, everything that had to do with KF, I was scared to death. Like, I was so scared. I was scared from the first launch meeting I mean everything just scared to death I mean I would literally like like stomach be balled up with everything wow um so it probably was just a really really scary feel. you know sometimes people see like that things are going well but they don't know the behind the scenes yeah um and it was it was I was scared to death mm. I mean like for even for like our area like in Virginia, you didn't really hear of too many, many women that planted churches, mm-hmm. like young women too much. So, um, so I was, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared to death. Shoot, I still be scared, to be honest with you. Really? I still be nervous. Yes, Lord. I get nervous every time I got to preach. Yeah. I be nervous when they play it on, like now that we pre-record, I be nervous, like when we got to, uh, when they hit play. Do, be, do you I watch just, it? Unfortunately, Yes. Why you say unfortunately? I watch, I watch it, but I be nervous. I be reading the comments the whole time, like, oh, God, I hope not saying crazy. You be like picking a sermon apart, like, oh, I should have said that yep. instead of. I should have oh. said that differently. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm my biggest critic. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm my biggest critic. Like, I be wanting to take the sermons and take the services down after they play. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm the same way with my shows. I Yeah. Every single TV thing I've ever done, I have not watched it to this day. I can't. Never. You know, you know, my pastor made me do that. Um, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't listen to it, my sermons and stuff. He made me listen to my sermons. Really? 
Mm-hmm. So I can know the areas that I need to improve in and the things listening to myself. He made me do that. He will make, I would not listen to my sermons at all. Yeah. He made me do that. Wow. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I think that's so important because you can't just be like, well, I'm just going to go up there and let the Lord use me. Like there is stuff that you can actually, <laughs> no, 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 sir. I, but I think preaching is a craft. Like there is. is, there is something to get better in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So that's we, real. But we ask everybody this one thing, uh, last two things we're out of here. Dr. Shakina Rollins, this was incredible. This is great. Um, uh, nominate one person to come on here next. Like who do you think we should know more to li- about the life of? You should do Dawu. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on you it. Should do that. You should do that. Well, he has a great story. Okay. Uh, last thing. Uh, we asked everybody about the all-time concert. All-time concert. All-time concert. So listen, this is your own personal concert. You don't have to consider anything other than what you want to see. You have to... Uh, the host is a comedian. Okay. And the other three acts are all musical acts. You get an opener that gets 10 to 15 minutes, a feature that gets 15 to 20, and then a headliner that is unlimited, right? So you okay. comedian to host, opener, feature, headliner, 10 to 15, 15 to 20, and an unlimited, and you can use anyone dead or alive. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it's, can I get two categories? Can I get secular and... um? You can, um absolutely. This is your show. Um, dang. Um, opener. Who would be my opener? Oh, this is tough. So, comedian, I I have to use my brother in law, which we have not talked about, but I I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) I will leave you to talk about it. I have to use my brother in law, Donnell Rollins. Shout out. Shout out, D. Um, I will have to use him because he's hilarious. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, for the opener, I'm going to go gospel, right? Okay. Um, I would love op- to watch Donnell host a gospel concert. I would no, pay. I, I, I just I forgot that he was my no 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 host. no no. I, I Please leave uh-uh. him. I would pay. <laughs> I would pay an excessive amount of money to watch Donnell host a gospel concert. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, that would be that would be terrible. Yo, situation. your mother in law would love it. She would have the best time ever. She would probably cringe because he probably <laughs> wouldn't be keep his tongue clean, like you know, uh, but. <laughs> Um. So he. So of course for him, comedian. I. I I'm gonna mix my my concert up. Please. please. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I, it would have to be Kiara mm. Clark Shear. Yeah. Um. Like indescribable or like current. Please don't judge me, Kiki. She needs to do a variety of both songs. Got it. I mean both. Yeah. Got it. Um. I like new Kiki though. I do like new Kiki. That album is great. That album is dope. Great. Um, I'm gonna say for my uh, for the middle brandy. Ooh, that's a very my- musical concert so far. And I'm gonna have the clock sisters close it out. Oh, y'all just like singing, singing. Yeah, I'm with that. And Donnell's still hosting. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Donnell coming out after you bought the sunshine. I would <laughs> pay to see it. You hear me? <laughs> no, that would be hilarious. Yes. That would be so terrible. All right. Oh so God. Donnell hosts Kiki, Brandy, and the Clark sisters. That is such an interesting mix, right? I would pay to see it. It's a that's a good musical mix, though. That yeah, absolutely. That I don't know how many better singing I, concerts you're gonna get. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Monica. <laughs> I'm a Brandy fan. I get. I'm it. a Brandy fan. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That that w- those would probably be. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that concert. I'm with it. That's a good concert. I'm That's with it. That's a good. I, you know, you you if you post this, the Saints gonna be like, oh, this past. 
It's pacified. It's worldly. Oh no, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good you, you you put family in there and brandy. I, listen, who 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 gonna be mad at brandy? You can't be. You can't be. If brandy put so. out a gospel album tomorrow, I'm good. You know what? I well, let me say this. It will be between Brandy and PJ Morton. I love PJ Morton. But you know, he put out a gospel album. It's dope too. Yes. Yes. It's really, really I love all of his music. He would be, he would, he would be my other choice for that that middle. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm good with that concert. You don't have to, you don't have to justify it to me. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. She's the vocal bible for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big brandy fan. All right. Uh, well, do you do you feel well known? I feel like this is great. I'm glad we had this conversation. I feel like I've laid my life on 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 this good old line, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> hey, where, where can people uh, get in touch with you, man? Let them know about the church, Jairus Place. Like, let them know everything. Uh, you can follow me on all of my social media platforms at um, uh, SD Rollins at SD Rollins SD is in dog. Rawlings, R-A-W-L-I-N-G-S. Um, you can follow my church at uh, VKF Church on all the platforms. Um, you can also follow uh, Jairus Place at Jairus Place as well, which is my girls' program. Yeah. Organization. Yes. If you are anywhere near Alexandria, Virginia, uh, please get to get to KFC. It's it's a it's 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 a place that'll definitely feel like home. I can yeah, absolutely. That. I can stamp that. Well. <laughs> Doctor, the good doctor, the good doctor, Shakina Dunbar Rollins. I uh, appreciate it. No problem. Yo, 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 yo. Shout out, shout out to my big sis, Dr. Shakina Dunbar Rollins, for that amazing conversation. She's just so cool to talk to, isn't this? Like, this is just dope. Listen, if you're in the Alexandria, Virginia area, like she said, please go check out Kingdom Fellowship Church. Amazing, amazing church. Great word, great family. All of that amazing stuff. And I want to just thank each and every one of you out there for taking the time to tune in. You really don't have to, and you really chose to. And the interview was an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes long. So kudos to you. Listen, man. I don't know what the chapters in your life have been to up until this point, but just remember the pen is always in your hand to write the rest of your story. And there's always someone who needs to hear it. This is the life of check you next time. Hey, welcome to the outro of the outro. If you made it this far, thank you. You deserve to find out the surprise before everybody else. This Thursday, for the first time, I'm dropping a surprise episode of The Life Of, where we go into the life of local government. Mayor-elect Wayman Newton is going to come and break down some government positions that I know absolutely nothing about. I'm going to act like I'm asking all of these questions for you, the listeners, but I don't know any of this stuff. So um, now you know. <laughs>